0: The Peer School Board will hold an election June 6, 2023. Three people are running for one three-year term. I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra. I interviewed all three candidates and asked them all the same three questions. I'll give you the question, then you'll hear each candidate's answer. Candidate order is alphabetical by last name and their responses have not been edited. Question one. Why do you want to serve on the peer school board? Why now? Why this year? What connection do you currently have to the peer school district? Candidates, incumbent Dan Cronin.
1: Okay. Well, to start with, um, I've been on the school board for six years now. I'm just finishing my second term. So I'm I'm running for re-election for that seat. And um, the the why now question is, um, it's I've had, it's not new for me. I've had a long-time commitment to the Pierce School District, not only my six years on the board uh, that I've served now, but I've been in the district for a long time as a teacher, first of all, and then a school principal for quite a while. So, you know, why serve on the school board? When I retired from our system, I continued to talk about our system and about education in general. And I think my wife got tired of me uh, using her as a sounding board for everything. And she said, you know, if you're gonna talk about, if you're gonna be involved and engaged with the, with education, why don't you run for school board? There happened to be a seat open and I That was the last thing on my mind at the time. So I didn't come into the school board with an interest to make a big change or to address a certain problem. I came in because I, I have a genuine passion for education I'm a lifetime learner and believer in the role of public education and, and what it does for our community. So that's, that's kind of a long answer, but that's uh, um, the why part for this time. I'm still very interested and engaged and have that passion.
0: Candidate Roger Livermont. Why do I want to serve on the Peer School Board?
2: Um, I, I grew up in Peer. Um, my dad was born and raised in Pine Ridge. Uh, he did go to prep school in Shadron, Nebraska. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, but it's a small rural college town, um, sort of up in the panhandle, just off the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. Uh, it's where he met my mom and they moved to Pierre in the mid fifties, um, my whole family, I, I at one time I have uh, two sisters that did pass away, but I had five brothers and sisters. We all went through the peer um, schools. Um, this will show some of my age is uh, we all attended Washington School. Um, and at the time we attended Pier Junior High um, and then naturally Riggs Senior High. Um, I moved away a period of years with my career. It took me off to um, General Motors, Bank of America. I was in uh, computer science, uh, computer programming, um, and then computer management and project management. Um, but now I moved back to Pierre. One of the things that I noticed is that there were a number of jobs here, and a lot of people talked about, oh, we could open a business if we only had people. Um, And many of those jobs were what I would term as your first-level management jobs. Um, More than the entry-level jobs, there are also electrician jobs. And it's like, well, do we have the people even to staff them? And when I got to doing some research about the schools, here, Pierre does a really good job of graduating students, um, and a fair portion of our students move on to higher education, whether it be college or your um, trade schools, such as Mitchell, Um, but we also have a large portion of our students that graduate, and they do not pursue a higher education. Um, most of those people I believe will end up living in PEER um, for a long time <laughs> from, from what I've seen um, w- with PEER. And I think that we can do a lot more with those students to help them qualify for those jobs that are here, uh, especially those entry-level management jobs, um, I think as an example, um, I don't know why students would not qualify for a type of management job at McDonald's and get the $25-an-hour job as opposed to the $15-an-hour entry-level job. Um, so that's what I see on why do I want to serve on the school board. I'd like to see us increase our attention um, on those students that graduate and do not pursue a higher Um, education why now it's uh, now is always the time to do something Um, I think when you wait for something there's never a perfect time Um, the perfect time happens when perhaps uh, situations come into play that says hey I think that we can do something here I know recently we've had the pandemic caused a disruption uh, nationwide in our schools, Um, caused us, um, I think I'll talk a little bit more in the future about this, but it did cause some issues um, with the um, great advancement of folks. Not that people necessarily failed, but um, it did hurt our scores, Um, reading, mathematics, And so there's something that will need to be done about that. Um, And I think as we're adjusting for that, um, we look at the disruption. There's two parts. What do we do with students that are grade school, that were in middle school, and have time? These are air quotes because you can't see them over the phone. Uh, They have time to, to catch up. Um, We have processes already in place that deal with non-proficiency, and I think we'll need to augment them as well as uh, perhaps get some community involvement, especially with the reading um, and some of the elementary math. But also, what do we do with those that are going to graduate that had a disruption? Um, Again, I think we do a good job with those that are going to pursue a higher education, I think that now is the time to address the needs of uh, those that graduate but do not pursue. Um, did I answer your question?
0: That is entirely up to you. Like I said, the I'm asking the question, and whatever you feel is your answer is your answer. So that works. Well, uh, that works. I, what you what you've said is certainly a complete answer.
2: <laughs> well, well, I'm definitely happy for that. One of the things that I'll add to it, um, as far as how I see peer, um, and, and other smaller towns. Um, Pier is unique. Um, it's a state capital, and it is not a large town. It's a small town. Um, I spent about every summer with my grandparents in Shadron, Nebraska, and it's even a smaller town. Uh, it would be a lot like what we described Vermillion was back in the 80s or so, um, about five, 6,000 people. Um, so what they really are is we're a small rural town, but we service a very large area, sparsely populated. Um, so we do have some, what I would call, big town mentality. Um, and I think that helps us in areas of when we do look at education, um, diversity, and the other needs that we have as well as we do service a large area of where the continuing your CTE um, programs uh, come into play.
0: Candidate Jason Muldoon.
3: Well, I'd just like everybody to think how it would feel if their child came home with a 50% on their report card. And when I found out that the Peer School District, their own report card is 50%, across the board in english math and science i was very surprised and i went to the school board and i brought this to their attention and there was basically zero response so i went another time and we brought it up again and there's just no response from the school board i'm not sure what they're doing but it doesn't seem that Currently, the school board is too worried about a failing grade in our academics at the school district. So that is why I am running for school board is I intend to focus on our academics and try to improve them. Uh, Currently, I have two children in the Pierce School District. And yeah, so I'm invested I'm in this.
0: Question two. As you chat with your circle of friends, coworkers, and family, what education topics are being talked about? What challenges are people concerned about? Candidate incumbent Dan Cronin.
1: You know, some of that, I think some of the conversations, uh, call it sometimes coffee talk um, conversations. It, it, it sometimes is driven by what's going on in the news, what, especially what's going on in our country, and then then you start breaking that down to issues in our in our own state, and then in our own community. And you know, how do we, how in pure South Dakota, how do our school systems fit into that bigger picture? And so often there are issues that come up here in our community that um, we don't have an influence over. And the national level, for example, or even even the state. So it comes down to local, and that's that's where I am. That's where I try to operate. What's within my circle of influence that I can help our local peer school system um, address whatever might be happening in our in our schools, and also what we envision for our schools down the road. So you know, when I look at when I try to answer that question, I'm going to kind of focus on what's happening and what are the topics in, uh, in Pierce, South Dakota. And um, it's not COVID anymore, but that was a big issue. And that was, uh, that was on the front burner for all of us. It impacted students, but probably the parents more. We, I mean, I got lots of input from our community on what are we doing? How are we doing it? We're not doing it right for this group. We're doing it, you know, better for this group. And we're kind of in the middle. The school system ended up being in the middle. And I feel very good about how we handled that issue as best we could with what we knew at the time. I mean, that was new for all of us. Um, probably more recent topics that I hear about is facilities and, and how that impacts the budget. And obviously our Buchanan project is, we're in the middle of that, uh, hopefully nearing the end of it next uh, fall, late fall. Um we've uh, we've been working on a possible rigs edition for quite a while now. Um, The original uh, proposal came in far exceeding what we were anticipating, so we put that on the back burner, so to speak, for now. We're going to make some adjustments and and see if it looks better coming up. Um, But all those are budget issues, so budget becomes an issue everybody's wondering about and and we have, uh, I consider very good stewardship of our budget with uh, Mrs. Mayor, a business manager, our superintendent, and so forth. We we have in the last few years, even though our budget has gone up, we have lowered some tax levies for some areas. And, and I know that that's not a huge um, amount, but we're trying not to overspend. So budget becomes a topic uh, the recent curriculum questions and concerns social studies standards in our state for example got very controversial it was adopted and now our system has to look at okay how do we implement the new adopted social studies standards and one of my concerns with some of that is what's the accountability how are we how are we going to be accountable for addressing those and at what level and so forth and that leads into the controversy recently in our school system with um, with a group concerned about our reading scores. <clears throat> Being concerned about testing and test scores is not new for us. We, we constantly look at that information and data is interesting it, and, and statistics are interesting because you can take data and you can take statistics and create whatever narrative you want to with that. We try to avoid the politics involved with that and um, we, each school has a school improvement plan, and every year, the staff in the buildings go through a data retreat, so to speak, and they tr- take the information and say, okay, what worked, what didn't work? Um, we're trying to address those things. Uh, school safety is always, that's one of our goals, it's one of our priorities on our board goals, and, and obviously, news drives the fear factor with every time you turn on uh, national news and you hear about a terrible thing that's happening in the school, everybody thinks, "Okay, can that happen right here in PIER?" And um, we can't, we can't obviously guarantee it won't. But those, that's a that's a topic that comes up. Um, rumors, you get all kinds of rumors that become distractions in our schools and classrooms. And the best, the best thing that people can do there is you hear something that doesn't make sense and we try to operate with common sense uh, attitudes in the peer school system but if somebody hears something they need to they need to call check it out check with the superintendent building principal teacher or whatever because so often it's information that's not accurate there's usually more to it if there's anything um, people ask about social media and technology and how is it working for kids and how, what's the impact and, and that's sometimes out of our control, too. But uh, those are all good questions and good things that people are wondering about, and and that's uh, we do, too. School Board
2: does the same thing.
0: Candidate Roger Livermont. Well, there's numerous ones,
2: uh, both in talking with friends and uh, in going door-to-door. Uh, that's where the voters are. There's, I'm going to say... Uh, there's always a plethora of issues, but I think the three that really come to focus, um, in, in my understanding, is really one is the pandemic and the impact that it had on our kids, both nationwide and locally. Um, we see it in our scores um, from the tests that we have that came right after that. Um, and so it's, it's, it's obvious that our children have been impacted by it. I don't view that as a systemic issue. Peer, when you look at the scores, has traditionally done a pretty good job um, and a pretty good job in graduating its students, and I don't think we're graduating non-proficient students. Um, especially when you look at the number that go on to higher education. Um, So I do view it though as one that we do need to address. I think that we have processes that are in place. We already have non-proficiency processes uh, where students will fall if they're behind in reading or mathematics and that. I think that we could augment those processes For the additional students that will fall in there, but would not have traditionally fallen in there, Um, and I think that uh, with um, company uh, community involvement, uh, from I've heard from others, that uh, we could actually probably do a pretty good job in in getting those caught up. What I think is more of a systemic issue that we have is. That, that, that we can actually address is, again, what are we doing to help those 30 to 40 students a year that graduate do not go on to higher learning and more than likely will live in Pierce, South Dakota? Those are our citizens. Those are our assets that we actually have. Um, so what can we do that will increase their earnings potential increase their potential um, as as citizens of peer, and I think better their enjoyment and experiences in peer when we address those, as well as, as it addresses our local needs for such things as, as um, truck drivers, welders, um, skilled carpenters. Um, we have some programs in there, um, but I think that we can do a better job at servicing those um, and actually allowing them to be more productive citizens. Um, I think lastly um, the, the the issue that comes up is really it's an endemic issue, something that has somewhat been embedded in our educational systems for a while, and that's finding and retaining teachers. Um, To my understanding, um, attending the school board meetings and uh, through their minutes and such, the administration does a good job at handling what are our needs now, but it's always an ongoing struggle. Um, I think if we work a bit closer, hopefully federal and state does more with that, Um, but I think from a local perspective, um, again, that's an endemic issue. Um, I think we need to bake it into what are our policies, um, how do we reach out, um, so that um, I think when something's endemic, you need to have stuff in place to already address it, because that will be a problem. I think that's uh, about it right there.
0: Candidate Jason Muldoon.
3: Right, so I, I talked to him, and I just like me, I was really surprised to find that Our academics are doing so poorly in the school. So they are just as surprised to find that out. And when we get to talking about it, it's like, man, I didn't know things were that bad. You know, that's, and that's kind of, it's getting the word out and letting people know that, Hey, not everything's going so great here right now. And it's time to make some changes and, try to increase this score, this stuff affects almost everything, let alone our children, who 50% are not proficiency in reading. I think about home values. Think about people moving here. Ironically, just a bit ago, an article came out, and Pier is one of two bigger cities in the state that's declining in population. Could that be tied back to the poor performance at our schools? I don't know. So these these are just things that we're talking about. There's others going on, like behavioral problems going on in the school. Uh, They're worried about, yeah. So I'm more focused on getting our academics heading in the right direction.
0: Question three, list a few things happening in the Peer School District that you think are having a positive impact on students. Would you like to see any of these things expanded? And if so, some of your thoughts on how that might be able to be done. Candidates Incumbent Dan Cronin.
1: That is a good question. If you thought my other two responses were long, I got to be careful on this one. But because I think there's a lot of positive things going on in our school system, I think Peer School District gets attention in the state for having a lot of good things happening. Granted, um, our sports and our athletics and so forth, have, they've done very well and they've gotten a lot of attention, but there's a lot more than that going on. And, and I appreciate all of what those programs have been able to provide for kids. And I appreciate what the um, the coaches and so forth have done as far as establishing a culture of um of excellence, of trying to reach uh, high standards and so forth. But they also have tied in the academics to those programs, and that's a focus for them too. So uh, the number of our athletes who are honor students just amazes me because they miss classroom time often for their trips. And to be able to maintain their success in the classroom as well as on the courts, fields, and so forth, um, it impresses me. Our fine arts and so forth. You don't, they don't get as much attention, but the performance of those kids involved with those programs is is great. And what a what a great opportunity for them to get that those types of uh, experiences in our in our school system before they go on, because those become lifetime skills, talents, etc. That are developed um, that will that they will take with them for the rest of their lives. So that's. You know, some, probably all of that comes under the umbrella of school pride. There's just a lot of school pride in the peer school system. I believe our students feel good about that. I think our parents feel good about that and others in the state notice that. Uh, one of the programs that fits into that is our culinary arts program that we started a few years ago. And that you may you may know, it's been in the news a little bit that we had a culinary arts team that um, went to Washington, D.C. a couple of weeks ago to perform in the national contest for culinary arts. So I think that's a big credit to the director of that program and to the students. And it's another opportunity. Some of those kids are gonna come out of that program and and, may, and go to work in a restaurant somewhere, maybe without any further education. Um, our our tech ed or CTE classes we provide lots of great opportunities for kids uh, to to get information and to get skill development that will help them beyond high school too. The number of kids that, that have received scholarships uh, for their academic success in school is huge um, and, and they're not all 4.0 students they're not all the highest ACT but those those statistics and that data speaks very well for the education they've received in the peer school system. And that starts at kindergarten or even be, be, be before kindergarten for some of our kids. Um, and then the, another highlight for me is a number of our high school kids especially who are involved with community service of some type, and there's a variety of those things. The Gov2Gov program really promotes that for those kids, but it's just a lot of our kids are involved in broader things besides what's happening happening in the classroom. Another highlight in my mind is <clears throat> I'll call it the growth mindset. That's a com- concept. For our school system all the way through K through 12, we try to promote... Teachers and administrators are promoting a growth mindset culture, and what that does, it it provides opportunities, more opportunities for teaching and learning in the classrooms. And um, that that we realize that all students are not coming from the same perspective; they're not coming from the same social, emotional, economic, same support systems, etc. But we anticipate and want success for them, whatever level they're operating at, or coming to us at, and we want them to reach higher levels. And how do we do that? It's by providing that culture in the classroom of growth and development. And I think that's critical. I I applaud our staff for taking that approach. I can't even describe all the different ways they are trying to do that. And, but that's one of those things in our improvement plans also where, where the staff in each building um, maybe have specific strategies and things they're trying to do, but all of our staff have gone through some in-service on that, and it's, uh, that's a highlight for me. Another one that <clears throat> was recently um, got a little bit of news is our Native American students, the success that some of them are having, um, are, the number who are graduating this year is impressive and the number of those graduates who are planning on post high school, uh, furthering their education. I, I was impressed when I, when they gave us a report at our last board meeting, and um, I was just impressed with those seniors. But our Native American students, we're trying to do a lot to uh, help them in their education as well. Um, but it, it's, it's expanding that type of effort for all of our students. Uh, we're trying to connect and support those who are falling through the cracks and struggling and we obviously have some. Um, We have high expectations for them and from them and that involves getting them engaged with their parents, having the parents working with us and on helping those kids uh, do their work and and get to school and so forth. Um, We have a good turnout for parents who come to our teacher parent conferences um, attendance, you might have uh, heard the, Dr. Gold talk about attendance. It's, it's not where our attendance level is not where we want it to be. And that is going to be one of our goals next year is to work on student attendance. Um, you know, some of that, again, is out of our circle of influence. But when we can get the team working together, the staff, the administrators, the parents, our community, it, it'll make a difference for those kids. We want to keep the bar raised. We want we want to improve test scores. We want to improve learning opportunities in our classrooms. We want the staff and the students to get better. We want to promote and recognize success. And I guess the bottom line with, with all of that is we need to celebrate what is good with our schools every day. And there's a lot of that going on.
0: Candidate Roger Livermont. Um, Attending the school board meetings,
2: um, they always have organizations, rather it be the student body or others, um, that give a report on their activities, um, what have they done. Um, I think the, to top it off, um, is that there were several groups that came forward that work and mentor um, both grade school students and special needs individuals. Um, it was rewarding to me um, to hear about those experiences. I'm um, sh- sure it, it definitely meant a lot to the, um, those that were the mentors in that, um, but some of the other individuals were actually the students that were the recipients um, of what those groups were doing. And they spoke very highly of the impact on their lives. What I like about that is that it shows that we truly are have a spirit of civic duty within our schools. Um, and it's demonstrating also that while we are individuals, um, that we do owe something back to society for the privilege of living in it and for the uh, privileges that we have in order to make not just our lives as an individual better, um, but those in society, their lives better. Um, I think that's how an individual and society um, should actually work together. I really enjoyed the reading about and listening to the culinary students and the competition that they had. Um, it sounded like they had a great time and they did a great job as well. Uh, they placed very high um, in a lot of areas, showed their hard work, and it also shows how well we can partner as a school with different organizations such as ProStart. Um, and I think I'll, I'll segue to there is that that's what I think where we could improve upon, expand upon, is how we work with those organizations that we already partner with, but also to spread out. Um, there's organizations such as Skills USA, heavy equipment, and perhaps com- commercial driving uh, licenses uh, or, or certificates, if I could use that term. I know that the school district in T, um, a business there, sponsors welding competitions. Uh, and have a traveling trophy. I think that we can expand into that area that, again, addresses our continuing and technical education programs that we do have, uh, implement more. Um, I I, I think that would greatly um, expand what PEER does for its students, um, would not interfere with what we're already doing, for our graduation and those that go on to college, Um, but it would definitely help those folks to qualify for the higher jobs here. Um, And I can to expand upon that without uh, rattling on. um, I think when we look at some of the jobs, as I stated earlier, why couldn't a graduating student qualify for the manager job at Mickey D's? Uh, Why couldn't the um, college graduate qualify for shift manager jobs at the C stores or even managing a local C store here? Um, Again, welding, electricians. Um, I do want to digress in why I, I want to focus there. I have a college degree. I know what a college degree, especially in computer science, did for someone, um, it didn't come from from a, a well-off family. They said took advantage of public education, um, as well as what was available when I went to college with grants and student loans back then. One uh, percent. Um, I really went from a person. Um, who, who would have had a, a, a probably a very well job in carpentry, um, but went on to computers. Um, I believe society was, was well paid back for what they offered me. And I think for those, um, I'm going to speak of two examples about college education or do things always require it. My dad, he only had a high school education when he moved here in pier and he worked for the state as a groundskeeper they got their first computer in the early 60s and my dad took an aptitude test that the state offered um there were not a whole lot of computer programmers back then uh anyway he did very well on it long story short he had a 20-odd-year career programming computers for the state of South Dakota with only a high school education. He had a pocket full of certificates, um, but one of the few, I believe at the time, was the only one uh, that had just a high school education. Another example that I'd like to bring up, this will lead way into why I focus on CTE, is I know another person who graduated high school, and that person, uh, in his uh, mid 30s now, he wanted to be in a band. Um, he played a guitar, and he spent 10 years touring the U.S., writing songs, entertaining folks, and he made it to what I call the triple A of music. You're 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 getting some monies from instrument companies that will augment the cost of your um, instruments and other needs that you have for your band. Um, They were being able to support their tour and to make a small living, but it wasn't enough to actually pay for all of your living. So he did very well, but not enough. Well, long story short, he took all of that experience with a band, And he now has a very influential position for a cybersecurity firm today. Music, math, they go very well together. I bring those up because um, Governor Nome, she had recently announced and recognized that there are some state jobs that she sees that currently require a college degree, but they shouldn't and in the process of of outlining what those jobs are. And I'm in line with that statement. And I think that we should address those needs and can at a local level just by increasing our efforts in the CTE programs and expanding upon uh, our relationship with existing organizations and then some new ones. Finally, the best thing, or I shouldn't say the best thing, one of the very good things about PEER, they definitely have good sports here, (laughs) Um, and they perform very well.
0: Candidate, Jason Muldoon.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Our athletics program and extracurricular activities that we have here are phenomenal. That's having a positive impact on our students. But we need to get more kids to increase their academic scores and perhaps if they could increase their scores, they could also partake in these athletics. But priority, like I started with, should be the academics in the school. So. If, if my kid came home with a 50% on their report card, I would have to seriously think about whether they are in extracurricular activities. So we need to put as much focus on our academics as we have been and hopefully will continue to do on our athletics.
0: Polls will be open June 6th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. Those voting in the Peer School Board election may do so at New Life Church or at Faith Lutheran Church, both in Peer. Early voting can be done at the Peer School District Administration Office during normal business hours. Thank you for listening to this DRG Media Group Beyond the Mic podcast featuring the three candidates for Peer School Board. I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra.